0: All right, everyone, welcome back to the Sooner Surge, and this is the Sooner Basketball Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Dayton Forsythe's commitment to the Sooners, the big pull schedule that was announced for the Sooners 2023-2024 season. We're going to talk about a potential addition to the Sooners roster uh, this season, who they're going to use that 13th spot on and more. Um, So... If you haven't already, make sure you go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're bringing you all types of content across all of Oklahoma athletics. So if you have not yet, make sure you push that subscribe button. Turn on the notification so you are notified whenever our latest video comes out. And more. So again, also, if you have not, Soonersurge.com, that's where all of the articles are at. So make sure you go check that out. Uh, Just search up Soonersurge.com and it will appear if you're watching here on YouTube, which if you are not... Make sure you check out the YouTube. You will see. This is SoonerSearch.com right here. And this is my article on Dayton Forsyth committing to the Sooners. So if you want to see the article, go to SoonerSearch.com. But first, let's go and get into it. Dayton Forsyth, the first edition uh, in the Sooners 2024 class. Last year, they signed Caden Cooper, who was the number one player in the state until he, you know, Went and played uh, at the Skill Factory in Georgia. But he was the best player from the state of Oklahoma. He just was listed as he's from Georgia because that's where he played his senior season. This year, the Sooners, they land the number one player in the state in July, Dayton Forsyth, And Forsyth is a combo guard, which combo guard basically can play the one and he can play the two. He's a very very talented player. Um, He visited the Sooners June 16th. He chose Oklahoma over, you know, their rival, Oklahoma State and Villanova. He was supposed to visit Oklahoma State in September, but Forsyth just said, nope, not going to visit. Going to go ahead and commit to Oklahoma. He's a 6'3", 180-pound combo guard, number one player in the state of Oklahoma, number 222 nationally. Um, Plays for Dale. If you're familiar with Dale. In the state of Oklahoma, you know that they're a basketball powerhouse. They've won the past two years and going to be the favorites to win it again. So Forsyth could potentially leave his high school basketball career with three state championships, which is crazy. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's a very talented player. It's played for Team Griffin in EYBL. Um Yes, that is Blake Griffith's EYBL team. But if you're not familiar with EYBL basketball, Peach Jam is the number one event that's kind of like the, the final tournament um, in EYBL. It's the biggest tournament across all of summer basketball, all of non-school ball basketball. It, it's the biggest tournament. Peach Jam is the big tournament. I mean, that's, that's essentially the March Madness of, you know, club basketball. Dayton Forsyth at Peach Jam, averaged 14.7 points, 2.8 assists, and 4.1 rebounds on 42.2% shooting and 37.8% shooting from the field or from behind the arc, 37.8% from behind the arc, 42.2% from the field. That's impressive. And, you know, obviously all the best players in the class are playing at Peach Jam, most of them. I mean, there's a lot of good players that will play 3SSB, a lot of Sooners Targets that play 3SSB. But objectively, a lot of these top targets are playing in UIBL. This is the best competition you're going to get. 3A S B is up there with them. Uh, but for Peach Jam, you know, Forsythe was very impressive, and he ended Peach Jam in their last game with 28 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, and two steals. He did all this playing with four stitches in his mouth. Stitches in his mouth. Those stats right there kind of tell you the type of player that foresight is he's very talented and he's very underrated he's a three-level scorer he'll beat you from behind the arc he'll beat you at the rim he you know his finishing skills you, if you really want to see what he brings to the table again i have the tweet linked in my article on SoonerSurge.com, but his Twitter, he posted, you know, a little clip of his last game where he had 28, 11 and five. He posted a clip of that and it just kind of shows you he'll he'll beat you behind the arc. He's very crafty at the rim. And this is someone who's also a very good defender. I mean he's a very underrated defender. A lot of people don't talk about his defense. I mean he's blocking shots everywhere, stealing the ball. He's athletic too. So he's really what you want in the combo guard. He averaged 1.5 steals per game at Peach Jam. Um, he plays very well off the ball screens. You'll see him and Dylan Warlick and other bigs on that team, Griffin team, use the ball screen. And Forsyth excels in those situations. He uh, he just makes winning plays. He's a winning player. And he's a, he was a must-get for the Sooners. So for Porter Moser, I mean, Peach Jam, obviously, I mentioned Forsyth's stats. Impressive to say the least, right? He got a Villanova offer directly after Peach Jam. That mean up to that point, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, and then Purdue was in there. But, you know, I was sitting there like his recruitment's gonna blow up. Moser just needs to get him in the boat before it, you know, it really takes off and it gets a lot harder. You know, I was like it was like buckle up, it was that type of situation. But no. Forsythe just go ahead and locked in and Moser closed. That being this is what has to be done. You have to close on these guys early, and he did that. You know, just, I mean, he was a must-get for many reasons, but at the very minimum, he's the best player in the state. You can't let in-state talent like him leave the state. And, you know, he will continue to rise up rankings. Maybe he wins a third straight state or third straight state championship. But nonetheless, this was a musket for Porter. He went and did it. Boom. That's that's what you gotta do. You gotta land the elite players like Forsythe. He's he's very good. I mean, this is someone who's gonna come in and he'll contribute, he'll play day one. Um, and so I encourage each and every one of you watching this to go watch his film because he's the type of player where you can look at the rankings, you can look at all that, but he's very underrated. And once you see it on film, you're just kind of like, wow, I mean, this is just dude and hoop. I think that was a made I mean, he's a hooper. That's what it comes down to. Um, so he's in the boat for the 2024 class. He's the, you know, your point guard, combo guard of the class will play point guard. Uh, this is the inaugural SEC class for Porter Moser, So you got to have a good class. And he's had two back-to-back good classes. This one is shaping up to be another one. So, you know, just got to keep it up with what he's doing. And other recruiting news, obviously nothing as big as landing Dayton Forsyth, which is huge. That was this was something that had to happen for Moser. It happens. Boom. Like, I mean, he, you know, Dayton Forsyth is very talented. And you cannot hammer that in enough. So he's one where you had it, it had to happen. He visited on June or June 16th, and now he's committed. Great job by Porter Moser. What's next recruiting? Um Micah Robinson, four star. Uh, he's a forward slash wing. He's gonna ov September 9th. um, and he'll visit. I mean, TCU is the front runner in my opinion. From everything I've heard, they're gonna be hard to beat. He's from Texas area, close to TCU, very close to TCU. So, he's one that's very interesting. He's gonna ov Dylan, but he has told me before he's gonna ov. But I don't know when that's gonna be. He said sometime after summer he'll take an ov. So those are two names that are gonna ov to Oklahoma. But yeah, I mean landing Dane Forsythe is massive. This is what you needed to happen, and the best way you can start your 2024 class. Now you got to fill the rest of it out. Um, but yeah, like I said, if you have not check out Dane Forsythe's film, he's very very underrated and. Yeah, you'll see that he can hoop. The second, you turn on his game film; just makes a lot of winning plays. And he's still a junior; he's still got another year of high school to improve, and he will improve. Um, he'll come in and be an immediate impact for the Sooners. But who else could come in very soon? We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but first, let's talk about what else was announced today. Some more big news. That is the uh, the schedule right and you know didn't know it's not going to be round robin because Houston, BYU, Cincinnati, UCF are added so here's what it's looking like if you have not seen it Oklahoma is going to play at home versus the following schools Cincinnati, Iowa State, Texas, Houston, BYU, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Kansas West Virginia, Oklahoma is going to play on the road versus Cincinnati, Iowa State, Baylor, Kansas State, Texas, Oklahoma State, UCF, Kansas, TCU, and that's it. So they're playing the following teams twice, Cincinnati, Iowa State, Texas, Oklahoma State, and Kansas. Everyone else, they're just playing once, four of those. Uh, being Houston, BYU, West Virginia, Tech at home. And then four of those, UCF, TCU, BYU, and K-State on the road. So off rip, looking at the schedule, they're going to get one last chance to win an Allen Fieldhouse. It's the number one thing that sticks out. Since he is a good team to draw twice, you would have preferred for that. I mean, UCF on the road is a good – you want that game. That's one of the teams you want to play on the road. You do not want to play K-State on the road. That's going to be tough. I mean, this whole schedule is going to be tough. This is a brutal schedule. It's not to mention their non-con schedule, which, yes, one more shot in Lawrence is one of the biggest things. Pretty sure I can tell you how that game is going to go already, but, you know, Houston coming to the LNC, Kelvin Sampson returning to the LNC, that's going to be a big game. That's a good game to get on your schedule. Don't have to go to Morgantown. Don't have to go to Lubbock. It's going to be kind of nice. Headed to Ames one last time. Going to play Texas twice, Oklahoma State twice. Expected those two to be twice. But, yeah, I mean, I like it. Schedule's looking nice. It's going to be tough. I don't know of any team that's going to have – I mean, so far I've not seen a team whose non-con schedule is on par with what Oklahoma's going to be, and it's not even confirmed yet. But you can probably – you know, Arkansas game – North Carolina, Providence. North Carolina, Providence are confirmed. Arkansas is going to happen. You got, you're got. you going to play two of the three of Seton Hall, Iowa, and U, U, USC. USC and Iowa are probably two teams you'll get. USC, as many will know, the storyline is going to be there with you know LeBron James' son playing on that team. Isaiah Collier, number one player in the class, playing on that team. They're going to have all the cameras behind them. But that's brutal just right there. And who knows what other teams are going to add? Sam Houston, not going to be on the schedule. That's the biggest win out of them all. But, yeah, the Big 12 schedule being announced, you know, it's cool to be in the Big 12 one last year. It's going to be very tough. Uh, not not sure how it's going to – I mean, the, the, way they, the way they work the schedule out, it, it works well. Oklahoma State having to play Kansas twice and Iowa State twice, who very well, those could be the two best teams in the conference. And then having to go to Baylor, at least didn't have to go to Houston. But you got to go to Baylor and Kansas State and TCU. That's another one. TCU is going to be really good. They're going to be really good. You got to go to TCU, to Kansas State, and to Baylor. I mean, the only road game I like here is UCF. So off-rip, I mean, people are going to be looking at how many games are they going to win in the class? I mean, we can early early look at this, and it's not going to be very accurate, but can you beat Cincy twice? I mean, I think that's one that you could beat Cincy twice. Uh, looking at Cincy, what they're going to look like this year, They'll probably roll out a starting lineup of Davion Thomas, a you know one of the best I think JUCO players, CJ Frederick, Simas, Osias, Victor La- Lacken, and Aziz Bandadogo. I mean, they have a solid team, but I think you can you, you you should beat them twice. So that's two. I'll give that two. Iowa State at home, you can get that one. I'd say one of the Iowa State games you can get, that's three. And again, this is just kind of like a you know raw prediction of what I think they can be. I'd say right now that's three wins. Baylor, not going to give that one. Kansas State, not going to get that one. I think you can beat Texas once, even though they'll have a very good team. I think you can beat them once. Houston at home, I think they might win that game. But for for all intents and purposes, I'm – I'll give that one a a no. So what are we at? We're at two, three, four. BYU five. At home, you gotta beat BYU. Oklahoma State, can you win one? Please don't lose three. I'll go I'll go four. I think. I mean, I think they can beat Oklahoma State twice, but I'll be realistic and say I mean you, four. You gotta beat Tech at home, that's five. UCF on the road six. Kansas, I think they beat Kansas once. Probably not. I mean, probably at home. That's seven. TCU, no. West Virginia, eight. So, eight wins, unless you can steal some in conference play, that's probably where I'd go. Eight wins, eight to 10 wins is where I see it. You could, I mean, you could take the Houston game, you could take the TCU game, you can win all these. At the same time, he could lose a lot of these. And BYU, a lot of people are going to pencil that in as a win, and myself included, but they got a good team. They're going to be underrated, I think, by a lot of people. And BYU, that's just a home game, so you don't go to Provo. Pretty nice not going to Provo. No one wanted to, you know, that Provo game on a Tuesday night, that would have been a, what, like a, 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock tip for central time. That would have been brutal. Hopefully they would have got that on Saturday. But thank you. Thank you, Big 12, for not giving us Provo. I'm actually glad they got Kansas twice because one more shot in Lawrence. Probably won't happen, but one more shot. It's nice. So, Oklahoma State, you can beat twice easily. You can easily beat Oklahoma State twice, but I I don't think they will. Just – basic prediction so yeah that's the big 12 schedule that we're working with right right now in in terms of the non-con schedule too it's gonna be tough um confirmed games as i mentioned or not confirmed none of these are not all these are confirmed but games on the schedule so far they're gonna open with central michigan i believe um so that's your i mean that's your basic opener sam houston last year i guess was your basic opener and we all know how that turned out but yeah that's your basic opening game and then you've got you've got providence that's the big east big 12 challenge last year in that challenge they had nova you've got green bay central arkansas those are gonna be two games uh, the Rady Children's Invitational is what I mentioned with uh, USC, Iowa, and Seton Hall. You're going to play two out of the three of those teams. And then Arkansas and Tulsa and then the Jumpman Invitational, where last year you got Florida. This year you're getting North Carolina. So that's already a tough schedule. Who knows what it's going to look like. Once all the other games keep confirmed. And then the Big 12 one, that's a very tough schedule. Very tough. So, yeah, uh, that's Oklahoma's schedule heading into uh, this upcoming season. The final season of the Big 12. Um, let's talk about the roster for a minute. Because on, on the last one, we kind of had like a opening pod to this. We talked about, you know, each player on the roster. So... If you haven't, go listen to that, it you know, touch briefly on each player, talk about each player. Um, but right now the roster, Latre Darthard, John Hughley, JV McCollum, Otega away, Caden Cooper, Rivaldo Soares, Sam Godwin, Yaya Kata, Milos Susan, Jalen Moore, Jacob Cole, Luke Norweather. That's 12 scholarship players. Who are they going to use the 13th on? I got, you know, Max Klanschek. I probably butchered the last name, but I heard ESPN say Klanschek, Klanschek. That's how they said it. So Klanschek, Max Klanschek. That's how I heard them say it. So that's how I'll say it. From Slovenia. um, Has played for Maine, Salt Lake City Community College, Houston Christian most recently. And there might be another school. That he played for. I mean, I don't. No, no, no. That's yeah, yeah. That's right. Kansas City Ruse back in twenty nineteen. So it's four schools. This would be his fifth. He's. You know, a lot of people know about. You know, if you follow football recruiting, the Peyton Bowen, how he was whole in the Oklahoma database. Well, it's you know it's a public database. You can search up anyone on there. So Max check is in the Oklahoma database. Take that that for what you want, but I think check is going to be another commitment we see. I think he'll sign. I think that's the 13th roster spot. I feel very confident in that. So then you look at your roster. If you add him, which it's not confirmed yet, but I think Max check is another addition to this team. I feel very confident that he'll be a soon. Your guards, you have Letre Darthard, Javion McCollum, Milos Huesen, Max Klanschek. And then your wings, Otega Owe, Caden Cooper, Rivaldo Soares. Your forwards, Sam Godwin, Yaya Keta, Jalen Moore, Jacob Cole, Luke Norweather, and John Hughley as your like centers. So that's a solid roster. And, you know, Max Klanschek started all 32 games for Houston Christian last year. They were bad. They were terrible last year. But he averaged 15 points, 3.8 rebounds, 2.4 assists, Um, which is good. The thing that impresses me the most about him is just the way he finished the season. I mean, he had a very, very good finish to his – uh, season at Houston Christian. It was impressive, um, but nonetheless, I mean this 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 is a solid addition for Oklahoma. He's probably you know you're not you're not rolling in expecting Max Klain's check to play pivotal minutes for you or anything like that. He's going to provide depth. Maybe he, you know. Plays really well. You never know. But I mentioned his impressive finish to the season. You know, this is a stretch of games. This is a seven-game stretch of games where he scored the following, 24, 30, 25, 21, 33, 22, and 25 yeah this was a tip I mean this is the Southland conference it's that's a ter- that's not that good and you know Houston Christian was seven and 11 in conference 10 and 22 overall they were not good but 24 30 25 21 33 22 and 25 in a seven game stretch that's impressive. And in that seven-game stretch, he shot 54%, 45%, 37%, 33%, 40%, 30%, 45% from three-point range. That's also quite impressive. He's not – I mean, yes, this team lost 82-31 to to Texas in their second game of the year. But, I mean, he's – He's solid. He'll be a solid player for the Sooners. One-year player, which we talk about the 2024 class, and there's a lot of names of players you can add. Here's the thing. Darthard's gone. Soares is gone. Godwin, I'm pretty sure, is gone. And Max Klanschek is more than likely. Yeah, he's gone if he's a Sooner, which is shaping up to be that way. 6'5 guard, by the way, Klanschek is. So that gives you – I mean, that gives you four spots. So you take four in your class. That's kind of how I'd see it, three to four. You got one of them in Dayton Foresight today, huge. But, yeah, I think Max check is going to be the 13th and final addition to this roster. I think that's probably something that's going to come in the near future. Um. Yeah, I mean, those are – he's one who is – obviously, like I said, he's in the database. I wouldn't be shocked if that's – something that we see, you know, we see it pop where he commits to the Sooners or just signs with them very soon. I mean, I could see that one happening at any time at this point. So, yeah, it it does look the way that – I mean, and obviously the database, you can't take too much from it because Colton Vasek, football wise, he was in the database – so, you can't, you don't want to just base everything off that. But I do think Oklahoma has got Max Klanscheck, even though it's not, you know, it's not public or nothing. I think Oklahoma has to Max Klanscheck. That's my assumption right now. So, I do think he'll be the 13th man on the roster. Yeah. I mean, Dayton Foresight, the biggest news of the day. And then the schedule, also big news. So those are the main things we got to talk about in this one. I do plan on having more recruiting news as far as more guys who, to keep eyes on, and, you know, who's gonna OV. I do plan on having a lot more of that this uh, in this upcoming week's podcast. We're gonna talk a lot more of that about that. And then, you know, we'll touch on other things like you know, touching on those Big 12 teams rosters, touching on the Oklahoma roster, who's the X Factor players who could surprise you, what do I think the rotation lineups going to look like, all types of stuff like that. We're going to get to that every single week. We're going to have one of these podcasts out. Um, And I believe, I don't know off the top of my head, so let me check. We got about 17, 18 weeks until the Sooners will play might have miscounted that. They counted it pretty quick. might have miscounted it. But, yeah, that's what it's going to look like. So, again, appreciate everyone listening. We talked about Dayton Forsyth, the Big 12 schedule, Max check. Yeah, that's really what there was to cover. That was the goal in this episode. We'll have more topics next week. Maybe Max check commits next week. Maybe he commits this week. No one knows where that one's going to go. But, yeah, Dayton Forsyth, huge addition, as I've mentioned many times. If you have not, go check out my article on it at, at search, or SoonerSearch.com. And if you haven't also, make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube, man. Why not? We've got all types of, you know, content rolling your way. This is our second edition of the Sooner Basketball Podcast. Um, I'm going to bring them your way each week, so. Drop in the comments, whatever you want. I'll respond to all of those. Any questions you have in the comments. Um, if, you ha- if you haven't, follow me on Twitter, Brody underscore SS. Stands for Sooner Surge. But, yeah, comment on the video. We love your comments. We love the likes, subscribe, notif- notifications, all that. And, uh, yeah, boomer.